the college football experience week two preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by the SGPN free roll contest. Join our free season long pick them for a chance to win $3,000 and a Super Bowl autographed SGP helmet. Sign up link in the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store. So grab that. And as always folks, let it ride. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use the promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, play Underdog Pick'em, whether it's college or NFL, and win up to 20 times the amount in just one game. Use the promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Rasa brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the promo code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Yes, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame of Bets app or visit hofbets.com use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today hey what's up you degenerate gamblers this is Bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN let it ride baby Studios inside the Wynn Casino. Shout out to all the all the fine people at the Blue Wire Studios making this production happen. Because I'm just an idiot talking into the microphone. In fact, the listeners probably wondering who is this idiot they're listening to. Well, my name is Colby Swinging Database Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists. And lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Oh, uh, if week one wasn't, oh, so, so wait, 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 hang on. Week zero, seven and three out of the ten games ATS, and I nailed the exact score on USC San Jose State. Week two, oh, only give out a parlay that was what, like, I think that it depends on where you got the buffs at, but I had buffs money line, Wyoming money line. Some have told me, DM'd me saying 56 to 1. I've also got 52 to 1. I don't know, but you made a lot of money. And we did give out the Duke Blue Devils against the Clemson Tigers. We are rolling. And, uh, and we're just getting started. There's still, what, 11 more weeks of college football after this episode right here, folks. I am joined by my co-hosts. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito-eating, sideline kiss-stealing, wheeling-a-dealing, Patty C in the place to be. 
I got your music, buddy. Dial me up, baby. Dial me up. First down. Yes, and we are joined by third man in the booth. They call him the DFS God, and we invite you to come play DFS with us. Even though I, I look, the Duke-Clemson game, I did clear, did clear a couple hundred dollars on the DFS slate. All right, so, you know, I know that wasn't part of our... I actually lost in our one, but in the in in, in the big one, won two hundred dollars. Let's go. All right, uh, the DFS got himself the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Farmer, farmer, Herndon basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go, guys. What's going on? What a great week one it was. What a great week one. I'm sitting here in in, in Las Vegas. Feel like fucking Elvis. All right. God, they bringing me Perrier. <laughs> All right. What's going Elvis on? couldn't pick college football games like you can. Okay? <laughs> but he wanted to play football. His mom wouldn't let him. All right. It's a problem. It's a problem with the. the Elvis would have been a great handicap. Let's be honest. Elvis, Elvis would have been a great quarterback. All right. I'll tell you that right now. He would have been a great quarterback. Uh, so uh, do you want, if, if Memphis, Memphis, I mean, you know, if Dak Prescott can do his little shimmy there, I, he, he, maybe he learned that from Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, uh, Elvis, what position would he play if he played quarterback or if he played football? I think we already answered that question. Quarterback, He's a quarterback. Come on. What about Johnny Cash? Where would you go with Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash a lot might of these be musicians. A... What do you think, Patty? They want the attention. So I you're saying like quarterback? He's got some. Yeah, I just think a lot of these musicians are small of small frame. They're not big guys. Mm, mm, that's Look, true. Nick I, Saban was a quarter uh, a defensive back. Johnny Cash has the <laughs> attitude to be a hard hitting defensive back. I feel it. Johnny Cash yeah. definitely played defense yeah. for sure. I did meet Emilio Estevez once. He was very short, so maybe maybe your your, your statement holds water, uh, <laughs> folks. Look, we gave you away fire picks, and we'll talk more about Emilio Estevez later. But. Uh, uh, Patty C did win a lock battle between us, uh, NC Nick, me and you lost with the LSU tigers and Florida state did get it done. Patty C. I know we had our reaction. So, uh, show Saturday night care to uh, care about, uh, you know, some, some thoughts regarding your, your lock win. Well, I'll say this. You were very, uh, you owned it very well after the game. You said, you know, LSU is the, the one team that I was, uh, I think I was most off on. I'm going to throw you a bone here. I don't think you were that off. They were up at halftime. Uh, they had some bad breaks, obviously getting stuffed at the goal line. I think that coaching, you know, that's coaching it, though. And that's me being off. I don't know. I mean, I think it was a little bit of uh, situational. I think I think LSU will recover and have a very good season. I don't think they're a championship level team, but I think they're, SEC West contenders, depending on how uh, how good Alabama is. You can't so. be in the shotgun on second and inches, third and inches, and fourth and inches. Like, I'm out on Brian Kelly. All right? Like, that's that simple. <laughs> One of those plays should have not been under shotgun. <laughs> All right? So, well, I mean, obviously, Florida State dominated the second half, but LSU definitely was a better team the first half. They just – they should have been up more. And we, we always see this. You know, whenever you don't capitalize on all those opportunities, it usually comes back to bite you eventually, and that's what happened. Yeah, well, him and his ACC. family dancing. ACC. NC Nick, here's your chance. Because Cal, Cal – You know, Cal if you listen fantastic. to some people – that, well, that's true. Also, yeah, you know, Stanford 
looked pretty good on the island. Uh, if you listen to some people, by now there wasn't supposed to be an ACC anymore, if you listen to people on Twitter. Uh, so it's nice, you know, a little vindication week one where, you know, was it two and one against the SEC? If only Patty C's Wahoos could have showed up <laughs> in Nashville, you know, I mean. Asking a lot. We, we, we knew that was going to happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's what I'm saying. You can drop the Wahoos and pick up Oregon State and Washington State. I mean, come on, that makes a lot of sense. Drop the drop Wahoos in Boston College. UVA. Yeah, right Perfect. there. Uh, and lose well, all those lacrosse championships? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been the problem with the ACC is that it's been top heavy and the bottom has been so bad. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, the top looked pretty good, but the bottom is still, you know, pretty damn bad. Well, I feel like we should touch base on this too. Uh, while we're talking ACC, Clemson, Duke, the Duke Blue Devils, NC Nick was on the money line. We took, we took the points. Uh, all three of us took the points. Uh, you know, everyone wants to crown Florida state and Clemson. Now Florida state passed the test week one, even though it was somewhat of a home game. Uh, are the Duke blue devils contenders in the ACC? And perhaps are we forgetting about maybe Duke, maybe wake, maybe NC state, maybe Louisville, maybe Pitt, maybe North Carolina who look really good against the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, I ask you guys this, what do you, what do you guys make of the Duke win and, and also Clemson moving forward? I mean, Florida state's got to play at Clemson in what, three weeks, four weeks. Uh, where do you guys sit with that as, as far as, or for both answer both questions, go Duke first, then Clemson second, Patty C, what do you do? What do you think of that game? Well, I think Duke, you really have to look at as a legit contender in the ACC. I mean, obviously Florida state is looking like the most talented team in the ACC after week one, but there were inconsistencies. There were dropped passes. Uh, they were able to, you know, win some goal line stands there. So uh, Duke, on the other hand, looked sharp the whole game. And uh, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say who is the favorite here. I think you're right. North Carolina is also got to be in consideration here. And Guys, Clemson is not dead yet. Okay. Clemson just, yeah, they looked awful. They, Kind of like LSU, they were down in the red zone often, had almost zero points to show for it. The only touchdown they scored was after that, uh, you know, uh, pu uh, muffed punt that Duke basically gave him the ball in, you know, very good field position. So Clemson's not dead, and the tide can quickly turn if they can beat Florida State at home. And they've beat, they've whooped Florida State of late. So we can't just say, you know, we can't overreact too much to week one and say, oh, Florida State is going to have a cakewalk throughout the whole ACC schedule. They're going to, uh, you know, beat Clemson by double digits. Let's just sit back and see how this season, you know, transpires. But I would say that the ACC is pretty wide open for at least the second team to make it to the uh, championship. And again, there's no division, so we don't have to worry about coastal versus Atlantic, et cetera, et cetera. True. And, and Garrett Riley was hired to be the offense coordinator clubs left a team that he took to the national championship. Did you see right before that game kicked? I think it was like a, um, maybe 12 hours before the game kicked. I'm seeing comments from Dabo saying, well, we brought him in here and, and you know, he's dying. He's, he's got a great track record, but he's going to run our Clemson offense. <laughs> that was red flags to me right there. Uh, what, that's why I don't know that we can say, you know, relax. Clemson's going to bounce back. Cause I'm like, wait a second. You're telling the guy that just took a, a team to the national championship that was projected to win like six and a half games to not run his offense. And you're going to run. He, we brought him in to run our offense. 
I'm curious. Well, that offense has won, a, you know, at least two, three, four in a row ACC championship games. So that that offense hasn't been all bad. I agree with what you're saying. They need to just hand the reins over, to, you know, bring this offense into 2023. And I'm I'm shocked that he was willing to accept the job without having, you know, almost complete control. So, yeah, I think Dabo needs to. Uh, hand him the reins and let him go with that offense much more so than they looked on uh, Monday night. Well, and, and and if you looked around, you saw Zion Webb and Jacksonville State moved to 2-0. and Billy Billy Wilkes and uh, Southern Miss went 1-0. and Now, granted, it was Alcorn State, but DJU looked pretty fantastic. All these Clemson quarterbacks, these former Clemson quarterbacks, and then you add in Fumachicon, who, uh, yes, he lost at Auburn, but he won and won. But if you add all, all those records, they all have kind of passed the eye test somewhat. Makes you wonder... About the party in the club, Kade Club Nick. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, I think Kade Club Nick is a developing quarterback who hasn't, you know, figured it out just yet. Obviously, I don't think he got his five star ranking for a reason. I don't think he's in a, a complete bust. You know, he's in what? This is his second. DJ U is a five star uh, too, though. Yeah, and DJ. Yeah, maybe maybe it's a, a situational thing. Um, there isn't a lot of, uh, you know, playmaking talent on there as much as you want. Will Shipley isn't Travis Etienne, um, you know, from a speed standpoint, at least from a game breaking standpoint. Um, so I don't know. I, I think that this this offense needs to find out what it is capable of doing and and work with that. But right now they're they're It looks like they're trying to do stuff that they're not able to do. And Club Nick's making some bad p- passes and it's just not clicking. But I do think, you know, once they have a little time to figure it out, this offense might start going a little better. All right. Holding out faith, holding, holding out faith in the Clemson, the Clemson team to come back around. Perhaps we'll see in a couple of weeks when Florida state comes. Look, before we get to week two picks, I also want to ask this question. I know we got to do a, a, a break here, but uh, the pack pack 12, they played a week zero game and then they played week one. They are 13 and zero, which this hasn't happened in over 40 years where a conference goes 13 and zero or tw- even 12 and zero. Uh, it's, it's so ironic for the pulse of college football, in my opinion, but is the PAC 12, the best conference in college football, Patty C <laughs> right now you have to say, I mean, there's so many question marks in pretty much every other conference, including the sec that, you know, I'm going to go with the Colby D approach here. Let's, you know, instead of uh, taking the, the the recruiting rankings or what we expect to happen, let's see what happened on the field and use that as the uh, I, barometer I just, for where each of these leagues are. Well, I just feel like recruiting rankings matter less and less each year that the portal becomes more and more fluid. So now you have the, this Pac-12 that went on the, you know, and a lot of those teams went on the road. Colorado won at TCU. Now, Wazoo won at Colorado State. Stanford won at Hawaii, and I believe Oregon State won at San Jose State. Now, I understand it's not the greatest of competition, but it's better than a lot of other conferences' competition, and the fact they even went on the road, I think it makes a pretty strong point, especially a lot of them weren't even close. The closest one was the Colorado TCU game. NC, Nick, what do you make of the Pac-12? Well, that stat is a nice stat, but a lot of times conferences like the ACC and Big Ten this year, they play each other, so it's impossible for them to go undefeated through week one. So you wonder how many of those years, you know, conferences were automatically disqualified because somebody has to lose those games. With that said, great start for the Pac-12. I'm not ready to crown them best conference. I mean, the SEC might have something to say about that. 
Pac-12 hasn't had a team make the playoffs in how many years now? So great start. Again, the top of that conference is really good. They have at least five really good teams. And then even below that, where you look at you know the UCLA's, maybe the Colorado's, maybe the Wazoo's, they have more depth than usual too. And then even if the bottom, which was we thought was Stanford, Stanford looked good, yeah, they actually look pretty good. I mean, the bottom might end up being Arizona State, but uh, great start for the Pac-12 so far, and uh, hopefully they can go out this season with a bang. Yeah, I mean it's just hilarious that I couldn't believe that that stat. I couldn't believe the SEC or the Big Ten had never done that in that stretch. And especially, I know the SEC and Big Ten hadn't played that many road games during week one. Like, the Pac-12 played way more road games than your average conference plays for a week one affair. Uh, Especially with those two conferences, (laughs) the SEC and the Big Ten. Yeah, The ACC dabbles in road games. The Big 12 does as well. Not the two big boys, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Look, well, week two preview picks is about to start. We're about to go through every single game, folks, on the slate uh, and I'm excited to bring it to you. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by the free roll football contest. Have you signed up? Have you signed up yet for our free season long NFL pickup contest? A thousand dollars for first place, $500 for second place. And get this. If you are a Patreon member for the NFL season, your prize doubles. So first place gets two grand and second place gets a thousand dollars. Plus if you're a Patreon member, you know, you, 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 you win the free rule football contest. They'll also get an autographed full-size sports gambling podcast helmet, which includes guests like Joe Theismann, Bill Romanowski, Pac-Man Jones, John, the spider, Sally, remember him. He's, he's also an actor. He was in bad boys. Uh, Eric Metcalf, LeGarrette Blunt, et cetera. All those autographs on the helmet. You might even get, if you play your cards, right, you might even get a Patty C autograph on that helmet. All right. Uh, Invaluable. Yes. Sign up link <laughs> in the SGPN app, which is free to download in the app store and Google play store sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon uh, to get your, to get your chance to double your prizes and win the weekly Patreons pick them. Not only will you be able to win, you'll be able to talk a little trash. You know, what's better than that? Uh, we're also brought to you by DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL football game? Well, you guys have. I have God's eye. We watch we watch games from 1974 all the time. All right, uh, but no, it's crazy, right? We haven't had we haven't had an NFL football game in in seven months. Well, preseason that, that that doesn't count. Seven months. All right. Well, good things that that's that's over. Come Thursday. All right. NFL is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't miss offer for Week One. This week, new customers can get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Instantly, when when you bet just five dollars on any NFL game, when you say you say you don't even know, say you're new, say you just moved here from the land down under, right? And you don't even know, and you're just saying, "Oh, Chiefs, Lions, let me put five dollars." You might as well do this because you put five dollars on the game, you get two hundred back. You're gonna be betting on on games all you know all season long. You're gonna have two hundred dollars just sitting there. It makes a ton of sense. DraftKings is hooking up everybody with the game day greatness. All customers can take advantage also of two new offers every single day this September. Yes, and you got to check the app to see what you get. It's fantastic, though, all right? Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm riding with the Chiefs. Everyone's f- everyone's freaking out about Travis Kelsey's injury. I'm still riding with the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Come on. It's the Chiefs. All right, download the app now. Use the promo code SGPN to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly when you're just betting $5. $5. 
Uh, that's promo code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours, people. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. State responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. We're also brought to you by the Game Time app. Look, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be that stressful. You've seen it. Feel like, uh, you know, people fighting. People, it's like, so it looks like a fucking Black Friday ad. You, you know, or like uh, you're watching the news after Thanksgiving, you're seeing people fighting at the Target all because they're trying to see Taylor Swift. That's the, way, that's the way it is these days, right? You don't need to stress out. Stop, stop. I, I do that for, for an FCS football game. But it turns out there's plenty of seats. I just wanted to fight just to fight. But uh, look, I'm just saying there's an easier way out there for you to, you know, just relax a little bit. And that is the Game Time app because they got killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, which we'll talk about in a second. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll be having at that very event. All right. Forget planning months in advance. What's that? What's that ever done for anybody? Bobby and Whitney, they. They planned months in advance. Look at them. All right. You don't, you don't need to do that. All right. Look, game time has deals on tickets right up to the last second of the event. All right. And the game time guarantee, which I was talking about earlier, it means you'll always get the best price. Let me tell you about this. All right. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. 110%. What are you doing? This is fantastic. All right. Absolutely fantastic. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, terms apply. Create that account, CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, folks. All right, we are back on the college football experience, and it's time for week two. It's time. All right. Let's get some, let's get some music going. Take some winners. Let's go. All right. Look, Thursday night. I saw I saw uh, two dance at the top of a a, a sports ranking uh, a sports analyst ranking uh, yeah. publication. There, yeah, they have doing this- pretty. I felt a little uh, a little odd being left off the list. I thought I did pretty well, but you guys obviously destroyed week one. Yeah, well, you got Florida State right, and you lost all your other ones. All right, <laughs> it's okay. Step your game up, Patty. See, we're, we're used to this. <laughs> no, I, I, I hit 56% on spreads. I, I thought that was damn good, mm, but apparently not, not good enough. They not have this thing. Professional gambler. They have this metric <laughs> called sports IQ, and apparently I'm just way better than everybody else in this thing. So I'm going to tout that. I, I already called my mom and said, look, I told you I was doing stuff with my life. Look at my sports IQ, mom. And then she said, I don't know anything about a sports IQ. It sounds dumb as shit. All right. And I said, okay, let's go. Uh, look, Thursday, there's the Lions Chiefs. Everyone's excited about it. Sure. Not me. <laughs> I mean, I'm somewhat excited about it. Look, it's football. It's at Arrowhead. It's not one of these filthy domes. But what if I told you there's an... You can watch an older football game that's been happening long before the NFL, you know, Lions and Chiefs got down. And that is the Murray State Racers heading to the shack. Some say it's a love shack now that uh, Jeff Brown's there. Uh, look, Murray's won six of these, but they've been playing for a long time. They've won six of these. The racers have Murray state at Louisville Thursday night. Louisville's only laying a cool 46 and a half. 
46 that's, that's gone up. I saw, I saw it at 40 and a half earlier 40 today. 40 and a half. Yeah, that's the really? last I saw. My sources, Man. my sources have t- it tacked on a touchdown. My <laughs> my uh, you know what? Let's 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 I mean my sources here say 46 and a half. Wow. You want to call it a 40? Well, that changes, well, well, that changes things. <laughs> let's call it a 40. I was Not laying the, I was laying the points at 40 or 40 or 40 and a half. I mean, Murray State just won two games last year. Their one game against an FBS opponent was at Texas Tech week one. They lost 63-10. to 10, And we saw that Louisville offense click in the second half against Georgia Tech. I thought it might take Brom a couple games. Turned out just took my half. So uh, <laughs> I was laying 40. If it's at 46, I might take the points. Nope. Still laying it. And Brom, we trust, man. But the only thing is I wonder if there's any ties in his family. Because, you know, he's Kentucky through and through. He might have like an uncle that coached at Murray state. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to call off the dogs. But I said, we lay it. Patty, see what are you doing here? No, no disagree. Uh, Louisville. I know you were high on all off season. They struggled with, uh, we don't still know what Georgia tech is, but if we're using history as a measuring stick, not that good of a team. Meanwhile, you, you look at Murray state, you say two, uh, two and 10 last year, but they scored their, their highest uh, point output last year was 27 points. Week one against Presbyterian, 41 points. It's a new Murray State Racers team. Presbyterian is horrible. Getting... Look, no disrespect to the blue hose out in the universe, but I'm saying Presbyterian <laughs> is terrible. Or any of the hose. <laughs> That's right. Can never disrespect. So, so you're sticking. You're, you're, uh, you're going racers. You're going this. Uh, you know what it is, Nick? Is is Frank Beamer and Bud Foster went to Murray State. They played at Murray State. So is a Patty C play. Uh, just, just on his love for Beamer and Foster. Some closet hokey love yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, 52 to 10. Yeah, we move over to Friday where Stony Brook is taking on Rhode Island. I am going to make you guys pick two FCS on FCS games. I know you probably didn't do your homework on this, but it's a Friday standalone game. Stony Brook, Rhode Island. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stony Brook, Rhode Island. Uh, the all-time series is even at th- at uh, Stony Brook's a rather new team to the CAA. The all-time series is dead even. Curious what you're doing on this with the spread sitting at the likes of Rhode Island minus 25. NC Nick, Kasim Hill, he tore up your sunbelt. He almost won it outright. That's too many points. This is FCS. When there's a lot of points, I take them. I like Rhode Island this year. I like Kasim Hill. Um, yeah, he did tear up Georgia state. Like you mentioned, but that's too many points. Give me the dog. Patty C. Are you going to join NC Nick and go with the sea wolves? This one is, I know really the human tough. being and fish can coexist peacefully. I'm assuming a sea wolf is a fish. I don't know, but, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't mean to cut I think you it's off. A wolf that lives by the sea. Oh, I thought they were just de- almost like a seahorse. You know what I mean? Like a seahorse is in the ocean. It's just a very mean seahorse. We have it. Yeah. You're just down there. <laughs> sea wolves. I just pictured some sea wolves down there. Just like a dolphin, oh, but with fangs. Yeah. I just learned that a, 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 a seahawk isn't a real thing, right? It's an osprey is the closest thing to a seahawk there is. And, uh, we all know that the Washington Wizards were almost named the Sea Dogs. I'm pretty sure mm. a Sea Dog doesn't exist. Maybe a Sea Wolf doesn't exist. So maybe you need to fade Stony Brook on that alone. Look, they lost by 24 to Delaware last week. Rhode Island only lost by seven at Georgia State Should've last won. week. Should have won. I'm I'm rolling Rhode Island. We're having some disagreements here. Patty C saying. 
I'll join Patty C. I'll lay the points. I feel like Kasim Hill looked like looked like second second coming of James Harris back there. He was just throwing the ball all over the fucking field. Uh, all right, Friday night we also have some other action. Illinois heading to Lawrence, Kansas, where the Jayhawks are laying a flat three over under, sitting at fifty eight and a half. I uh, if you listen to our Saturday morning show, I locked up Illinois minus. I think that line dropped to like eight against Toledo, and I felt good about it. Man, did you guys watch the Illinois-Toledo game? Because they got very lucky. Toledo had Illinois stopped at a fourth and five with about two minutes left with the lead. Toledo had the lead. That means that they get an incomplete pass. Toledo wins the game. Now, Illinois somehow dialed up like a 40-yard pass, which is the first time that's happened since since Dick Buck has played there. But, uh, I mean... Illinois somehow gets out of there. The Jayhawks, they didn't have Jalen Daniels last week. Look, I I was coming into the season a little more confident on Illinois after watching the Toledo battle. I'm all over the Jayhawks here, minus three. Patty C., what are you doing here? You gotta be. You gotta be. I mean, that was a pathetic uh, performance by Illinois. You're right. They they were lucky to escape. And uh, Kansas, meanwhile, dominated Missouri State team. Granted, Bobby Petrino, not the coach anymore, but still but his brother, a pretty good brother's team. Brother's still the OC, so you know he's he's recently grabbed. You know they got some offensive ass. leaks going yeah. on. Look, I knew they were going to miss Chase Brown, um, and I think they do. And I think that this is a this is a lock, really. Woo! You locking it? I'm locking it. Patty C. Saying, come to the the land down under with the Jayhawks. Friday I'm night. I'm going to ride with Patty C. Oh, we got a double lock situation going on here. Right out the gates. Let's do it, Patty C. We got a double lock situation. Patty C, NC Nick. Kansas Jayhawks, Great. Friday night, standalone game. The Showboat Boys. <laughs> the Showboat Show Brothers are back. <laughs> Look, I mean, you guys are right. They were lucky to win. They were outgained. Uh, Toledo had more passing yards, more rushing yards, more time of possession. The Illini had 10 penalties for 100 yards. They were fortunate to win that game. And now I can lay only a field goal with a home team prime time on Friday night with a, with Kansas. I, I mean, even if Jason Bean was playing and not Jalen Daniels, I think I'd still ride Kansas. So especially with Daniels back, I, I, yeah, I don't see any way the Illini come in here and win this game. So lock it up. Let's do wow, it. Kobe's not lock. joining us? Nope. But uh, just because it's Daniel's first game, I would have liked. I would. I would have rather seen Jalen Daniels, you know, shake off the cobwebs against Missouri State. Jim Leonard, you might have some dialed up, but I'm still going Jayhawks. You know what? This is a case of. This is a case of Colby doing what we all do and and shying away once the the moment comes. He's hyped his boys. He's bought in, right? And now all he's right. getting a little gun shy. Let's go. All right. All off season, we had Kansas winning this. All right. Let me play yeah. some type of music for Three our points. triple locks. Get out of here. Triple lock it. Let's go. Bosworth, baby. <laughs> Come on. This is this is a lock. That is a lock. Let's go. All right. I'm sorry that I was. Look, I'm here. Right, I'm here in Vegas. It. I'm not. I'm not at home in the studio. You know, there's like a <laughs> seminar going right outside this window. Who knows what's happening? And I was thinking about my life. I was reflecting. All right. And uh, Vegas will do that. Yeah. Vegas will do I, I that. I can't do. <laughs> I can't did you, do uh, reflect on wearing that. Did you re- uh, reflect on wearing that bird shirt? <laughs> uh, no, because I'm going to take a few birds later. All right. Uh, the, you, you, don't don't you worry. All right. Don't you worry. Is the bird on there technically an osprey or whatever Patty Sue said? 
You like you know, look, I got this shirt in Colombia, buddy. All right. Oh. All right. So it's fresh. Look, if you if you if you were to throw this in water, it would turn into cocaine. All right. So look, don't well, I'm in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. You throw this in water, it turns into cocaine. It's a good time. Uh, I'm going to Colby's house and stealing that shirt, and I'm having a great weekend. Uh Friday night, we still have one more game. The Battle of Indiana. Now, me and NC Nick were all over. I think all three of us, right? Or did Patty C. Rye with, with the Sycamores? I can't remember. Eastern Illinois, 27 nothing, 27 nothing Thursday night. Oh, no. Patty C. wasn't on the episode because it was uh, the Thursday night. It was for our Thursday night picks. Right. But we both took EIU in the rivalry game against Indiana State, and they had damn near three pick sixes. They had two pick sixes and one return to the one-yard line. Now, Indiana State's starting quarterback was out. I think he's going to be playing for this one, but the Sycamores are catching 32 in Bloomington, Indiana. Do you feel comfortable with Tommy Allen? Rah, 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 laying 32. Patty C., what are you doing here? Man, I don't know enough about Indiana State football to, uh, but oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I guess I, the Eastern Illinois game was enough to scare you away a little bit. But Indiana, they hung tough with Ohio State for most of that game. I gotta, I gotta roll with the uh, the Hoosiers here. Let me tell you. So Bill Mallory, longtime legendary coach, rest in peace. Bill Mallory also coached the Colorado Buffaloes. But his son, so Bill Bill Mallory, longtime Indiana Hoosier head coach. His son, Kurt Mallory, is the head coach of the Sycamores, and they've been playing this one since 1925. All right, so just shy of a hundred years. We've seen Indiana State and Indiana lace them up. Uh, but uh, Indiana State's only won one game. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Give me, the win. Po- give me the points. I feel like that, that sympathy play. If, if, if Mallory, you know, if his dad's a legend at Indiana, I feel like if they're up 30, they might call off the dogs. I'll take the points. I don't, see- think, I don't think Tom Allen can afford sympathy plays. I think he needs to win as much as he can and buy as much as he can before he gets fired. So I don't think they're, especially they're, they're kind of platooning quarterbacks. I mean, they're very young offensively. They need reps. So I don't think they will call, call off the dogs. I think uh, the Hoosiers actually covered this. Give me Indiana. Wow. Well, wow. The, the Indiana Ohio State score was uh, 10 to 3 at halftime. That is a close ass game against a super talented team. Meanwhile, Indiana State lost 27 nothing to Eastern Illinois, like you said. Uh, and the, the, the line's 32. 32. I want Indiana. I mean, obviously, you've got to be a little concerned about Indiana's offense, but I'm on Indiana all day. I'll take the Sycamores. Look. Rivalry game. Look, you Larry throw Bird's out. not walking through that door, but you got to throw out what what happened there. Uh, all right, <laughs> look. Before we get to Saturday's action, folks, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. You can research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get, you know, to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. I mean, they really go deep. Uh, sort all players by hit rate for any bet, you know, to learn which players are hot and 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 you know which ones are value picks. 
Uh, so stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching the Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit uh, hofbets.com and use the promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and st- uh, and start winning Hall of Fame bets, baby. Rosso brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Yes, Underdog Fantasy has a way to play along your favorite football team all season long. With their fantasy pick'em game, you can pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on their stat projections. Then you can do what all of us, you know, spend our Sundays or Saturdays doing. <laughs> Sitting your ass down and watching the games, baby. All right, you can you can win up to twenty times the amount of money in a single entry by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, but don't worry, you can win real money. I can tell you, uh, there, there's a lot that I like out there. Connor Wegman, I think he's going to have a big day in Miami with all those Texas A&M fans there because the Hurricanes are a joke as a fan base. Right? I think he's going to throw for over two hundred yards. All right, so hit, go over there, hit that over on that. Thank me later. Uh, so watch along, make picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, we are back on the college football experience, and here we go, guys. Here we go. We got a, an 8 a.m. kick on Saturday, 11 a.m. on the East. Vanderbilt heading to Wake Forest. Is the SEC going to lose yet again when they head <laughs> when they head to Winston Salem? Vanderbilt Wake Forest. This matchup goes back to 1964. Vandy does hold a three game lead, but Wake Forest beat him a season ago. No, Sam Hartman's in South Bend. It's it's beat the- by twenty a season ago. Vanderbilt is catching 10 and a half in Winston-Salem. Give me the points. What are you doing here, Patty C? You said it was uh, 10 and a half? 10 and a half I'm seeing right now. That is a lot of points. As Nick pointed out, they wake one by 20 last uh, year, however. Um, Winston-Salem, not exactly a huge home field advantage, but... Wake, uh, what do you think? Is the is the two games of experience for uh, Vanderbilt a factor um, to, prevent, to, uh, to make a difference? Or for Griffiths? In Vanderbilt's favor. Okay. Well, I, you know, Gr- Griffiths uh, stepped up. You've mentioned him a, a number of times before. It's kind of plug and play at the quarterback position for Wake Forest. Ten points seems like a little bit much. I think Vanderbilt's improved. I do think Wake wins, but it's close. I think Vegas got it right, but I'm going to roll Vandy, I think. I think Wake's going to win the game. I just think 10 and a half is too much. I think it's probably a field goal game. Nick? It's actually come down a little bit. It was at 12 and a half earlier in the week, and I agree with you guys. I mean, even though Vandy hasn't looked good this year, barely squeaked by Hawaii last week against Alabama A&M, they were only up 12 to three at half. But ultimately, I didn't think Wake looked great against Elon either, even though Elon's a lot better than Alabama A&M. But it's too many points. As long as this line is ten or above, I'm going dog. Oh, um, I, I don't know that the uh, the the Hawaii game is that bad of a thing. They played them about as close as Stanford no, did. I mean, Stanford no. won by thirteen. Vandy won by uh, this Hawaii uh, score with like Hawaii. one second left in the game. Though Stanford whooped their ass, whereas like Hawaii actually had the lead. 
it, in the like the Stanford the game, Stanford, Stanford actually. And Stanford like, yeah. had to go to Hawaii. They weren't playing at home, even if their stadium was being renovated. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have a little bias toward last year's game. Um, I think Hawaii has improved as a program, in other words. And then their week two performance, they did pretty well where they beat uh, a 47-13 against Alabama A&M. Granted, that means nothing. Uh, Wake, meanwhile, a 20-point win against Elon, not that impressive. I mean, it's Elon was an FCS, like FCS playoff team a year ago, though. Sure, sure. It's not It's not a, it's, it's a good win, but it's not a great win. Um, I think it's not – I don't think it'll be three. I think it'll be closer to seven or eight points that Wake wins by, but that's ten, ten and a half is too many. All right, let's go. So, th- by the way, week two college football, I'm going to go ahead and say the best week of the season. It's fire. Best week of the season. Straight fire. And a lot of the reason why it's the best week of the season is we get this rivalry back. We're going to Boulder, Colorado. <laughs> Where Boom McCartney once said, I'd rather be dead than be caught in red. All right, let's go. We got Nebraska. Matt Rule, twice. I, t- this, ro- this week, Matt Rule's taking the high road, giving Dion praise. But two other times in the offseason, kind of taking little shots, saying, I don't need the camera crew around like some other schools. Right? Uh, and there's only one school that's got the camera following him around. It, it's Dion. All right. Uh, there's been twice that he's he's made little jabs. But we got the rivalry back. Colorado's won two straight in this rivalry. This, they've been playing this game since the 1800s, folks. This is an original Big 7 rivalry that turned into the Big 8. Big 8 rivalry. This needs to be on Black Friday right after Thanksgiving. But we'll take it here. But we got Nebraska heading to Boulder, Colorado, where the Buffs are laying a flat three. If you would have looked a week ago before the TCU game, this was Colorado getting nine and a half points. So you got a 12 and a half point difference after a huge win in Fort Worth. But you know me. I think Jeff Sims regressed as a starting quarterback from what I saw last week. I think... Was he really that good before? <laughs> Did he regress? I mean, he looked much? like a better passer to me before, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But either way, Cormani McLean didn't play in week one. Alton McCaskill, the former AAC freshman of the year, uh, didn't play. And by the way, Cormani McLean, folks, if you don't know, was the number one recruit in the nation, according to some uh, websites. He didn't play. They're going to lace up this week. Uh, this is Dion's home opener in Boulder. We coming, baby. I'm locking it up. Colorado minus three. They're gonna they're gonna load the box and make Jeff Sims try to beat you against these elite corners. <laughs> Let's go. All right, Dion's not losing his first home game in Boulder, Colorado. Lock it up. Who's coming with me? I don't want anything to do I'm with this not. game, man. It's it's just yeah. I mean, you saw like stats about how public it is and how many people are on Colorado. Look, I want to take Colorado because how can you not after watching both teams a week ago? But I'm not going to lock it up. I'm not going to pursue it. I don't want it. Prime keeps receipts, Nick. He keeps receipts. (laughs) And those little jabs by Matt Rule in May and in January. Well, we got receipts on those. We got receipts on those. I think think you're right. I think Colorado wins. I think they cover, but I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to lock it. Patty C, what are you doing here? I think there are a lot of factors that are battling uh, with each other. I think Colorado's momentum is a big one. 
I think at the same time, uh, Nebraska's disappointment in week one is a big one. I think uh, the praise that Dion is getting right now is probably rubbing Nebraska the wrong way. Uh, but the home field advantage for Colorado is a huge thing. Um, so what are you talking about? What are you factors- talking about? A black a black coach at Colorado rubbing Nebraska the wrong way? That that, that that's probably been happening for a long time, right? <laughs> Never happened. Right? Yeah. Um, look, uh, look. I mean, Dion has done a great job. I do think that, you know, like Mike Leach in week one against uh, LSU a couple years back, uh, you know, maybe they just weren't ready for what they were bringing to the table. And then the the adjustment by the league comes quick. Uh, Obviously, Nebraska not in the same league. Uh, Matt Rule, a a hell of a defensive performance uh, against Minnesota, which is pretty uh, usually a pretty good offense. I think you're not going to see quite the offensive output from Colorado. And I think you're going to see a really close game. I this is really, really hard to pick. I think ultimately Colorado, the home field advantage and the momentum is going to override the the anger of uh, Nebraska, but um, it's going to be close. I can't really even pick. I think it's a a coin flip on on that spread. I actually want to lean Nebraska. Got to pick. It's going to be it's going to be Colorado by one or one or two points. I think the the spreads uh, was it two and a half or three, three? You said three. Three now. Yeah, I think that might be a little too many. I mean, it's not that big of a spread, but I do think Nebraska, I think it's a 50-50 game almost, but I do think uh, I've got to lean Colorado slightly, but three points, a little too many. Go. So you, you're, Yeah, you're all over the place here. Okay, you, you're it, leading yeah. Nebraska. <laughs> so you're taking yeah, the I three points in Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. I'm so taking I think the three points in Nebraska, but I think Colorado wins by one or two is what I'm saying. Okay. So Patty I think C. Colorado if you wins do by one Nebraska, or two. Don't bet it now i think you should probably wait because it's 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 keep, it keeps on going up or probably get to four or four and a half come come friday or saturday morning uh yeah. one yeah. thing I'm, I'm interested in seeing is uh this uh brock lesnar uh 2.0 uh nash hut hut mocker the the defense of uh, the nose tackle for nebraska where's number zero two-time state wrestling champion nicknamed the polar bear uh, he looked like a ferocious beast on the defensive line. Just <laughs> drop eight, let that guy wreak <laughs> havoc against that Colorado offensive line and see what happens. I expect the score to be a lot lower. I'm taking the under on this game no matter what. Next, we go to Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, where I can't believe this spread. And look, folks, these FCS lines jump. I do not expect this line to stay where it is right now. Boston College is laying 14 points against Holy Cross. <laughs> I, 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 has Vegas, did they just, do they just not pay attention to the FCS? <laughs> Holy Cross hasn't lost a, a regular season game in like three years. Uh, Matthew Saluka is the best player on the field. I'm locking up the Crusaders. And guess what? Sprinkle the money line here. They're the better football team. 14 points. NC Nick, what are you doing in Chestnut Hill? Yeah, I'm going to take the points with you. You know, I, I think our last preview uh, pod, I was kind of singing the praises of Emmett Moorhead, the Boston College quarterback. Well, he started last week going four for 10 for 30 yards and was pulled against Northern Illinois. So, so, so much for that. Um, Here's the yeah, thing. Yeah, they look pretty bad. Here's the thing. Holy Cross is a lot better than Northern Illinois, if you ask me. Like if you if they were to play, I would probably lay like ten with Holy Cross. 
Look, and this is a rivalry that goes back to nineteen or to 1886. 1886. And wow. believe it or not, BC only holds a uh, 16 game lead. And if you're really swift, you can get out there and read Wally Carew wrote a book on this rivalry in 2012 called A Farewell to Glory, The Rise and Fall of an Epic College Football Rivalry, folks. So go check that out. I, What's that? I think Paul Revere was a tailback in that first game in, <laughs> in 1886 or something. <laughs> Paul Revere, man, he had it was fast. So. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, him, you got uh, Gil Fennerty was another Holy Cross Crusader running back that uh, knows about this rivalry. Patty C., what are you doing here in Chestnut Hill? I'm with you. Uh, Bob Chesney and Chestnut Hill, come on. He's going to be the no- <laughs> next coach there if they're smart. Um, he's running a dynamic offense, like you said. Uh, 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 who's the quarterback? Matthew Saluka, Tim Tebow 2.0. Saluka, yeah. Tim Tebow 2.0. He's been doing it for years. Um, I do think the money line's uh, a sprinkle you need to look at. Um, but either way, uh, 14, 13 and a half, 14. There's no way, way this line. This is going to this gotta come down. This has got to be like eight or nine by the time the, the, the game kicks. I refuse to believe that this many people can be off this. If I was to set this line, I would say like Holy Cross minus two. What, Look, would, what, Boston, would, what would you do? Catholic. Uh, yeah. I, if I was to set this line, I would say Holy Cross by like four and a half or five. That's what I'm saying. I got to take your word for Holy Cross. I haven't watched him play football ever. I'll so. put it like this, folks. If you don't watch <laughs> FCS football, South Dakota State won the national championship last year, right? They played North Dakota State in the national championship. But prior to that, they had played Holy Cross, who was undefeated. And out of their whole playoff run, which they have a real playoff. It's not one of these popularity contests, right? And <laughs> Holy Cross was the one team that actually almost won against South Dakota State. So you could argue they were the second best team in the FCS. They beat... Buffalo at Buffalo a year ago. Uh, they've won and they beat UConn at UConn the year prior. So in that win streak in the regular season, they've been knocking off FBS schools at BC. This is the one that gets halfly fired and you can start your, uh, your, your Steve Belichick. You know, uh, I know Patty C <laughs> wants Steve Belichick to coach Boston college. <laughs> Give me Steve Belichick. Give me Bill O'Brien. But I love Bob Chesney. I think Bob Chesney, he's worked his way up each uh, level of Catholic school from like D3 on up. So Boston College is the next stop, and he's probably going to end up at Notre Dame, let's be honest. <laughs> probably probably right. Let's move along. Purdue, the Boilermakers. Boiler up, heading to Blacksburg, Virginia. Uh, BC, I'm sorry, uh, Purdue is actually, what? I was a bit perplexed by this one. They're catching three in Blacksburg. Now, we do have the fact that they've only played one time ever in Virginia Tech one, but that was during the Beamer era when Virginia Tech won in 2016 by a large amount of points. I think it was like 26 or something, 27. But uh, wrong team favored yet again. I'm locking up the Purdue Boilermakers. Getting a field goal? Come on. Come on, ride with you. Hudson Card. Look, if I, I watched that ODU Virginia Tech game, ODU, we think, is going to be terrible. If anything, I came away more impressed with ODU, even though I I bet on Virginia Tech, it did hit. But damn, if it didn't take the whole game. I look at Purdue. Purdue put up points against a good Fresno team. I think Purdue's going to be able to move the ball against Virginia Tech, whereas I don't know if Virginia Tech can move the ball against Purdue. Well, Purdue did give up damn near 500 yards of offense Jeff at home Tedford against, a G, is against not- a G5 team. Now, 
Granted, that G5 team, Fresno, has a much better offense than Virginia Tech. Yes. And also, the noon kickoff isn't quite as daunting as like a primetime game at Lane. So, I agree. Give me Purdue, lock it up. Triple lock, Patty C? You know, let me be honest. I took Virginia Tech just like off the, off the cuff just because I'm a, I'm a tech homer. But uh, yeah, when you hearing you guys talk about I knew when I was picking it that it was probably a, a bad pick. Hudson Card played pretty damn well. They what? Uh, Fresno scored in the last minute of the game to get that W. Yeah, that's Fresno. I mean, uh, Purdue's pretty damn good still. I expected a, some regression with the new coach. It isn't there. I think you guys are right. I think you. Well, I'm not going to. I also it, love the fact. Purdue. I also love the fact that they lost a close game last week. While Virginia, while meanwhile yeah. Virginia Tech won, but didn't necessarily look good in the process. So. Boilermakers, boiler up. We, we got a double lock. P- NC Nick, Patty, uh, NC Nick, and uh, myself picked Dundee. Locking up the Boilermakers. Let's go. Getting a field goal? What are you doing, folks? Ride that money line too. Here's the uh, here's the only thing, is that it took Virginia Tech a while, but they did end up, you know, Old winning by what nineteen thirty. OU is terrible, so it's tough to take a, away a lot from that. But they, Virginia Tech figured it out, and they they moved forward, you know. And the game is in Blacksburg. It's maybe that's why I am a little hesitant to lock, just because Blacksburg is a factor. But I do think Purdue's a better team. I think they probably money line this thing, um, but I just don't. I don't. I don't feel s- super great about it. Plus what? Plus one twenty five right now. I'm seeing on the money line, folks. Get on over there. Move it along. Notre Dame. Heading down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Perhaps NC Nick will be in the house. Carter Finley Stadium. Sam Hartman, winless in Carter Finley Stadium. 0 oh, 2. You have to go back to the Jamie Newman era for when Wake Forest won in Raleigh. Uh, NC State hold, has the all time series lead against Notre Dame. People don't know that. For some reason, the Kryptonite or the Wolfpack. This is the Lou Holtz Bowl. He's coached at both schools. So let me start spitting. This is a little hopeful, right? Uh, but uh, so NC State. Sipping that beautiful whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Pour a bucket of water in your mouth and then start talking. What am I doing? What am I doing? This is, this is the. the... Oh. Well, well, I don't get. I got a in cold, but. The Lou Holtz Bowl. Uh, folks, NC State's getting 8.7 and a half. Shop around. I mean. I'm all over NC State plus eight. I think Notre Dame might win this game, but I don't feel that great about it. Like, Notre Dame, it's hard to tell because Army lost to ULM. Air Force played a team that didn't even have uniforms. Uh, Navy, we haven't really, like, what do we expect out of Navy? I have no idea. And then... Notre Dame played Tennessee State, Nettie George, uh, uh, an FCS with a losing record a year ago. So I have no idea what to make of it. Give me Brandon Armstrong plus eight. I think the crowd, the environment, the fact that Hartman hasn't won in Raleigh, it's a real thing. NC Nick, you're close to the scene there. What are you, what are you doing here? Well, you know, one of the themes of this week are power five home dogs. I counted 10 of them, and I think I'm on seven of them. Uh, this is one of the ones and the first one that I am on. I will take NC State in the points here. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Notre Dame through the first two games, they have outscored their opponents 98 to 6. So pretty nice year two start for Marcus Freeman. But really, who have they played? That's what it comes down to. 
the Wolfpack offense under Armstrong, like he was the entire offense against UConn, didn't look great, but I think they're going to improve every game. And I think the home field environment matters here. Give me the points and the home dog. One thing that stands out to me is NC State's got a really strong defensive line. Notre Dame's got a really powerful offensive line. So if they can limit, I think that might favor NC State with the home crowd behind him. If they can limit the run game and make Hartman have to beat him in the air, Notre Dame's got a lot of youth at the wide receiver position, and NC State's got one of the best secondaries in America. So, Patty, see what are you you doing here? Really, it's a nice test for Notre Dame. Yeah. What you got, Patty? My first instinct is you give me the hook, I'm going to go NC State at home. But upon further review, Notre Dame handled their business against two far inferior opponents. But Notre Dame at this point, the number six defense in the nation. NC State, the number 87 offense in the nation. Sure, Brennan Armstrong, you know, all they did was cover the passing lanes against him. He ran for first downs. They were in complete control of that game the entire time, despite not putting up huge numbers. Um, I don't feel great about it, but Notre Dame has held both opponents at three points. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I lean Notre Dame, but if kind of flip a coin, seven and a half seems about right. All right. Patty C's on the Irish. He's your leprechaun. We're going to Waco. And uh, what's that? One thing though, I don't think you can look at like team stats until like week six or week seven or so. Cause right now yeah, they're just, probably. you know, I mean, they're, they're meaningless right now, but okay. Yeah. On to Waco. Waco we go where Blake Shapin injured and Baylor. <laughs> 28-point dogs. Texas State goes into Waco and says, no problem. Now, Baylor did have both their corners out and a safety get injured early in that game. Uh, But now they got to turn to Sawyer Robertson, former Mike Leach recruit at Mississippi State. He's going to be starting the game. Utah, Cam Rising, questionable. Kuthi, the tight end, questionable. Half their team, questionable. It's really hard to dictate who we want in this game based off the injury situation. But here's what I can tell you. Baylor's getting seven and a half points. If you listen to our preview episode on Baylor. Now, I didn't have them losing to Texas State. But I had Baylor beating Utah, (laughs) right? And I had Utah beating Florida. Utah's not the same team on the road, especially if they don't have Cam Rising. Because if you watch that Florida game, I think there's a lot of concern at the quarterback position. Because remember, their second string... He's out for the year. So they're starting third and fourth string quarterbacks that they're fluctuating back and forth. Dave Aranda will have his boys ready. Give me Baylor as a live dog. Play this on the money line. Play this on the money line, folks. They get it done in Waco. NC Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah. Are you concerned that Baylor has now lost five straight games? They lost last four last year. Then they lose to Texas State. Four of those games by double digits. They only ran for 108 yards, 3.4 yards per carry against Texas State. So I don't care about DBs. What What is up with that running game? I mean, I think that's a real problem. But you, wanna, you know what's a real problem? Utah's passing attack with both those quarterbacks. And I think Baylor is going to load the box. You're playing into Dave Aranda's hand. Give me Baylor on the money line, guys. I'm going to take the points. I think Utah wins, but I, I will take the points. I, I, I love these P5 home dogs. Uh, this game was tough, especially with backup quarterbacks on both teams. So ultimately, I think it's a spot where you want to take the dog. Patty C., what are you doing you guys, here? You guys are both outside of your mind. You're both outside of your mind. You Texas love Baylor. State, Come on. I do love Baylor. <laughs> 
Look, they just lost to a pretty bad. What was that, Texas State? Like three and nine last year. Didn't Terrible. have GJ Kenny. Uh, basically playing incarnate word, which is an FCS playoff team. GJ Kenny brought in a lot of talent, yes, and obviously punched up that offense. But um, you know, losing to them by eleven at home inexcusable. This team is a humongous question mark. Meanwhile, Baylor or Utah rather on his third string quarterback beat a super talented Florida team and, and really kind of dominated that game. I think you're out of your mind. I know that the, uh, the line is big. Is it, is it over seven and a half? He said eight, Yeah, seven and a half, eight shop around the hook. The hook is tempting to take, but I'm going to still lean Utah, even though they're not a great road team. I'm going to take the Utes. Crazy. Those teams have never played before. Ah. They've never played, but they're going to be conference oh. foes a, a year from now. Oh, they're going to be playing. Next up, we go to Athens, Georgia, where these two have never played. Surprisingly, I'm shocked that Georgia has never <laughs> played Ball State, knowing that Ball State plays every team in the SEC. But somehow, some way, they've never played, just like Georgia's never been to College Station. Um, Ball State's catching 42 and a half, guys. Give me the points. What are you doing here, Nick? I'm going to lay the points, actually. Like, I know Georgia looks sluggish last week. They're dealing with a couple of injuries with like McConkie and Edwards. But I think the offense is going to look sharper in, in game two. I think Carson Beck's going to play better. I think I'm going to get the running game going more. So I'm going to lay the points, actually. Patty C., you've been a Ball State supporter. You donated to their NIL collective. How, what are you doing here? Like if you can lose by 30 to Kentucky, you can probably lose by 50 to Georgia. I don't know. Uh, until I see more from Georgia, that was a pretty damn sluggish start by the Bulldogs. But Ball State, not that good. <sighs> I guess I'll lean Georgia, but I don't feel good about it. All Whatever. right. <laughs> Let's move to Charlottesville, Virginia. Where? By the way, <laughs> do you guys enjoy how much head I give? I'm a generous head giver here on this uh <laughs> Yeah, I believe. Uh, Speaking yeah. of James Madison, yeah. that's what your uh, frat buddy yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's what the whole football team said. That's what the whole football team said. They're like, look, <laughs> these new freshmen coming in. Uh, so you can do more than look, suck down hey. a burrito. <laughs> That's right. Hey, the helicopter at Northwestern University or the uh, the water the car, uh, the wash. car, the car wash, wash. That's nothing. Yeah, that's nothing yeah. compared to a JMU. Go deep sea diving with Patty C. <laughs> Uh, this, this podcast is terrible. Um, anyway, uh, JMU, this matchup dates back to 1979. Virginia does hold a two, one all time lead, but the last time JMU beat him, Virginia said, we're never scheduling you ever again. We're never scheduling you ever again until they became an FBS. And now it's on the schedule. Uh, both quarterbacks. I'm hearing that Tony Musket not going to be available. They might have to count on a freshman. And meanwhile, Anthony Colandria. Yeah, and meanwhile, JMU, the same situation. Barrett, who started, Alonzo Barrett, who started a week ago against Bucknell, not going to go. So there's going to be Jordan McLeod, the former South Florida transfer. Uh, JMU is... Was that due to injury, or was that just due to they're trying to find out who their starter is going to be? I think a little bit. Yeah, I thought he he just got benched. Yeah. I've heard injured, too. He played terribly. Yeah. Musket got hurt, but apparently he's day-to-day. He's a, you know, whatever, game-time decision. So... I think Musket is a, a difference maker in that game, but I think Tim, you figured it out with by putting McLeod in. Confident, confident the Dukes get it done. Laying five, NC Nick. Laying five. Down to you, five now. Five. This, this line keeps dropping. 
I want to. I'm going to switch here. I want to. I'm going to lay the points in. Uh, originally, I was on Virginia when it was seven and above. If it's down to five, let me go JMU. Let me ride my Sun Belt team here. Let's go Dukes. You know Virginia is going to go zero and twelve. So I'm on. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on the Dukes as well. Getting it in there and getting the dub. I think it might be a little closer than what I thought, though. You'd asked me in, in back in in July. I was like, this is going to be like a. a JMU by 21. I don't think so anymore. Um, move it along. No, this is this is going to be a battle. Uh, UVA has some weapons, even if they weren't able to get the ball to them uh, in the Tennessee game. And their defense is really stout. If JMU's offense comes out crisp with McLeod at the quarterback, then they should be comfortably, you know, in a one or two touchdown lead the whole game. But if they struggle like they did in the first half against Bucknell, only up 17 to three at half, then it's going to be a dogfight, and who knows who has leverage uh, at the end of three quarters. I still think JMU covers five points. Give me the, what do you mean? They're oh, you think okay, yeah, I think so too. Give yeah. me like a, give me like a seventeen ten final JMU, uh, Delaware <laughs> and Penn State. Let, let's let's bang out a couple of these FCS ones really quick. <laughs> Delaware and Penn State have never played. Surprisingly, Penn State's laying thirty nine and a half. Yeah, give me the blue hens plus thirty nine and a half. Nick, what are you doing here? I, I like the blue. I like the blue hens. Give me the points too. Patty, blue hens and a nice week one performance. Uh, meanwhile, Penn State did handle business against uh, West Virginia, but got a late bullshit cover. Right, they deserve yeah. all the misfortune. Those bastards. On, on that alone, another border battle. I'm giving the cover to Delaware. <laughs> uh, all right. Shout out to those border battles. Army is laying 40 against Delaware State. Delaware State lost to D2 Bowie State a season ago by or a week ago by double digits. Bowie State, shout out to Bowie State. Uh I can't lay 40 with Army after I watched that offense last week. We had that game on running out of the shotgun. There was interceptions left and right. Uh give me Del- even though Delaware State lost to Bowie State by double digits, I'll take the 40 and the Hornets. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? Army, the number 115 offense in the nation. Uh, look, not what you wanted to see from Jeff Munkin converting to a little, getting getting away from the triple option. It's not working out so far. Yeah, 40 is too many. Nick, uh, lay the points. Nick, or, uh, I'll lay the, the points. I'll actually lay the points. Really? Okay. That's all I got. All right. Young Moving st- along. Youngstown State heading to Columbus, where whew, Ohio State, man, my pick of uh, me and me and Nick's lock of Ohio State minus thirty. <laughs> wow, did I, I mean, like that? Me and you did. Did you yes. talk me into a lock on the pod? Actually, you, you talked me into a, a lock, I think. Um, but uh, this is the Trestle Bowl. He's coached at both places. He's the AD now at Youngstown. Uh, these teams have. This is the third time they've ever met, and Ohio State won the first matchup in two thousand eight. Actually, both matchups, they've won by 43 and 32. So when we look now and see that the Penguins are getting 44, I will lay it. I think Ohio State opens it up. I think fans are a little upset about after that performance in Bloomington. Nick? You make a good point, but uh, I disagree. Give me the points. Patty? I disagree, too. I mean, Kyle McCord looked like the guy... um... Did we see, uh, what was it, uh, Devin Brown wearing number 33 as a quarterback? <laughs> I love it. It's it's probably my favorite development of the whole season. But that said, that offense is, is not ready to fly. Youngstown, say, uh, a typically pretty good FCS, 44 too many. Give me the, give me the Penguins. 
Uh, Georgia Tech is is uh, taking on South Carolina State. South Carolina State covered against Charlotte and Biff Pogey. Game that I thought Biff Pogey would get it done. Uh, Georgia Tech's laying 46 points, guys, against South Carolina too State. Many. It's too, too many. many. Too yeah, many. Give me Buddy Pugh. Buddy Pugh, the, the, re, the, 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 fi- <laughs> the, the final tour here. Uh, Patty C., what are you doing here? Uh, too many. I'm with you. The Troy Trojans are heading in to Manhattan, Kansas. Troy won the Sun Belt a season ago. They're catching 17. This is the second all-time meeting. K-State did whoop their ass back in the early 2000s in the Little Apple. K-State's laying 17. I find this spread ridiculous. Give me Troy plus 17. I almost want to lock it. You guys can take. You, you guys can push me off this cliff. NC Nick, what are you doing here? You know, I, I wanted to take Troy, but Kansas State looked the part last week, and I think. I think the line would be a lot bigger if Kansas State's name was like Texas or Oklahoma. I think it'd be, be laying 21 then. In reality, they're just as good as those teams, if not better. So I think you're getting a little bit of value, a little bit of a smaller line just because it's Kansas State. So I'm going to lay the points out. Woo, Mr. Sunbelt, fading the champs. P- Patty C., what are you doing Hope here? I'm wrong. Uh, look, um, Kansas State handled, handled business against a Southeast Missouri uh football team that went nine and three last year a 45 to nothing game uh meanwhile Stephen f austin got dominated uh by troy 48 to 30 but that wasn't a big enough score i think i want to lean kansas state here wow okay a couple of squares on the other side of the show uh next up <laughs> you you the wildcat fan who has you know, turned me into a Wildcat fan. And now you look at him. He's gun shy in week well, two. I mean, he doesn't want to ride with his boys. Tulane won at the Little Apple last year, and I could see Troy winning at the Little Apple this year. 17 points. Maybe K State wins. Two as well, right? Yes. Yes. And that yeah. was Kansas State yeah. coming off of a big win when they lost. I do that feel game, like so. maybe week two is where the uh, FCSs catch the FBSs. I think you might be onto something. New Hampshire. Is heading to what is it? Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Fire up chips. You know this is the 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 third time that these teams have played, and Central Michigan has had a horseshoe up their ass because they uh, they won by seven, the first game. They won by three, the second game. This is the third matchup. New Hampshire favored to you know make the FCS playoffs and perhaps win the CAA. Patty C. I mean Max Brosma is a great quarterback for the Wildcats. They're catching uh, a solid number here in Mount Pleasant. They are catching 13 and a half. I'll take the points. Patty? Uh, I'm taking the points, too. New Hampshire throttled Stone Hill, whatever that means. But uh, Central Michigan ended up getting whooped by uh, Michigan State, 13. I need to see more from both. And plus, I got to figure Rhode Island, pretty good offense. Don't want to fade that. New Hampshire, you mean? Uh, or New Hampshire. Yeah. Uh, Same difference. Yeah. Northeast North, North, North schools. Northeast football is back, baby. They cover the 13. Patty C. I'm sorry. NC Nick, what are you doing here? I agree with you guys. I think a lot of times the Mac versus FCS games are, are pretty damn close uh, because some FCS teams, like the top of the FCS, are better than Mac schools. So I'll take the points. Well, let's keep it in Mac versus FCS because Eastern Illinois, our boys, NC Nick, after a 27 to nothing dominating performance against the Sycamores opening Thursday night week one. They head to Bowling Green, Ohio to take on the Falcons. 
where EIU is catching 23 and a half points. That's, that's, you know, Bowling Green, even though they made a bowl last year, they did lose to Eastern Kentucky and FCS. Uh, sign me up for the 23 and a half. And I think this is almost lock worthy, but NC Nick, what are you doing here? Well, Connor Basilak, the one-time Missouri Tiger, one-time Indiana Hoosier, current Bowling Green quarterback, well, at least he started last week, went 6 of 21 for 71 yards and three interceptions against Liberty. Put a fork in him. I think he needs to hang up the jersey. No offense. He could be a nice guy, but uh, things aren't going well for him as a starting quarterback wherever he goes. So uh, I'll take the points, too. Patty C, what are you doing here with Eastern Illinois heading into Bowling Green, Ohio? Sorry, I'm looking at my uh, source. I don't have the number here. But, 13 uh, and a half. Again? 13 and a half. Oh, no, I'm sorry. 20, 20, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. 23 and a half. 23 and a half. 23 and a half. Eastern Illinois, are they fool's gold? Two and nine last year at the FCS level. Come out and dominate Indiana State. That was year one, year one of their coaching, uh, their their head coaching uh, hires, Rain. Uh, maybe yeah. it's been a fantastic offseason, but whatever. Bowling Green lost to a pretty good Liberty team on the road with a pretty good coach in Jamie Chadwell, only by 10. Look, I hate to say it, but I'm going to ride our boy. Uh, You're crazy. They uh, lost to an FCS last year. You're crazy. You're crazy. Luffler. Uh, yeah. Scotty Leffler. Scotty yeah. Leffler. I'm riding the Leffler train. All right. Moving along. Uh, let's jump to Charleston Southern at Clemson. Charleston Southern at Clemson. You know, these teams have never played before. Clemson's laying really? 43 Pathetic. points. 43. Now, if lay you, it. yeah, if you watch Charleston Southern week what? one, yeah, you got to lay it because Charleston Southern bounced back. They barely beat D two North Greenville. It was it, they were losing like ninety percent of this game. They won thirteen to ten. I I actually think we should lock this. I think we should lock. Let's. I'm gonna lock up Clemson minus forty three against Charleston Southern. Let's go. Fuck it. I'll go with you. Let's do it. Yes. Let's go. Let's go to the land down under. You can find me in the Cade Club. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? I disagree. Look, uh, all scores aside, you said uh, Clemson did get throttled, but they did outgain Duke, so that should be uh, working in your favor. Charleston Southern, I don't know, know anything They're about terrible. North Greenville. Yeah. I'm sure they are. But uh, Look, a misfired pass is a misfired pass. If we learn anything from watching Shadur Sanders come up from Jackson State and replicate his numbers in, or, or, or surpass his numbers in week one at the FBS level from what he did at the FCS level, look, uh, Cade Klubnik, even if he's playing a lower-level competition, if you miss a receiver on an open pass, which he did a bunch last week, he's not going to do it this week. Uh, I'm fading Clemson. Wow. Faden Clemson, give me Charleston Southern. Wait, but you said that he's not going to do it this week as far as Klubnik. I'm confused. We spent too much yeah, time on yeah. this game. I'm very confused. Uh, so- I'm fading Clemson. Okay. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds, 0-1 all time against BYU. They are catching 23 points. Thunderbirds pretty good. They almost beat Arizona State at Arizona State. You saw Sam Houston push BYU to the brink. They're catching 23. Little brother got a chance. In Provo, I actually think BYU wakes up. I'm going to lay the 23. NC Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, that was my lean as well. I'm with you. Patty? 
No. Take, take the results for what they were. BYU wasn't a dominant force in week one. Maybe it's going to take them a little time to get it going. Uh, Southern Utah, meanwhile, performed against a similarly talented Utah State or uh, Arizona State team, rather. I think uh, that's too many points. Give me All Southern right. Utah. Let's speed through a couple of these because Kentucky's laying 34 and a half against Eastern Kentucky. Your boys, your boys, Patty, see that Cincinnati just took a doo-doo pie on uh, Parker McKinney and the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky. 34 and a half. Hey, this is a game that the last couple times they've played, one of them went into overtime. Give me, give me the 34 and a half in the Colonels. Nick, what are you doing here? Same here. Patty? Against Kentucky, 34 and a half. Yeah. <sighs> give me Kentucky. Alrighty, Wagner is t- the vacuum company's taking on Navy. Oh my Na- goodness, fucking Wagner! Navy's laying forty nine. Let's see, <laughs> too many points. Nick, Give me Wagner. Yeah, I got to take Wagner here too with the running clock. Uh, Patty, see what are you doing here? Navy, if I'm not mistaken, uh, has the third worst offense in the country. To expect this team to win by forty nine plus points, get out of here, Wagner, all the way. Western Michigan. 0-2 all-time against Syracuse, heading up to the filthy dome, the roller rink, whatever they're calling that thing now. Jim Jim Beheim's boogers. I don't know. Um, uh, Syracuse is laying 23 and a half. Rocky Long and Syracuse making a statement week one. Shutting out the Raiders of Colgate. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Western Michigan, you know, going out there, getting a dub for Lance Taylor in game one. Give me the points in Western Michigan. Nick, what are you doing here? I agree. It's a small sample size, but I thought Western looked a little bit better than I thought playing up against a a St. Francis team that won nine games at the FCS level last week. So pretty good start for Lance Taylor. I think uh, they're good enough to uh, cover the spread. Patty C. Numbers 24, you said? 23 and a half. I don't know. I mean... 23 and a half Syracuse really impressed me. I was expecting a, a step back with Robert and I leaving, but the new guy stepping in to take over the offense his, his protege. I don't know. Western Michigan did look pretty good. This is a tough one to pick. That is a lot of points. I'll roll with you guys. Western Michigan. Alrighty. Well, Texas Southern, for some reason, they're playing their first ever game against Toledo, a little border battle. Um, I'm, I, I mean, Toledo's laying 41. Give me uh, Toledo, I guess. <laughs> no, give me Texas Southern. It's too many points. They'll call off the dogs. What are you doing here, Patty C? Toledo looked pretty damn good against uh, Illinois and and what was a great defense last year, but that is too many points. I'll uh, I'll take Texas Southern. Who knows though? Nick, uh, I'm with you guys. All right, now we're we're going over to the Cyhawk Trophy. All right, the D-Gen Bowl, as oh, some finally call it. a decent game. Thank God. Yes, Iowa. Sorry, heading to Ames. Look, they've been playing. No, you can say it like it is, Nick. Col- Colby likes to sit here and act like every FCS game is uh, the, the equivalent to uh, the Iron Bowl, but it is not. Yeah, Delaware State versus Colgate. What's your lean, Patty? We we pick every game here, guys. All right, you guys want to get TMZ? All right. <laughs> All right, we you know, let's go. Uh, look, they, they've been playing this game since 1894, man. This game's awesome. This game is college football. All right, the total has come down. This is at 35 and a half now. What last night I did the show was at 37 Woo. and a half, right? Uh, I was laying four. 
Coming into Ames, Matt Campbell got his first win. I think I was going to put it on him. And when I mean put it on him, they win 17 to 9, right? I like the under. <laughs> I like the under. And I think Ferentz, unfortunately, you're not going <laughs> to not going to hit that 25 mark. Iowa State still doesn't have their team. A lot of their guys left. I was impressed with with Matt Campbell against Northern Iowa. However, I think Iowa shows up for this one. I'm laying the four. Nick, what are you doing here? I completely agree. You know, I, I mentioned that I, I love a lot of home dogs this weekend. Well, there's a couple in the 3.30 Eastern time slate that I don't like because I am on Iowa here. I think those suspensions do matter, and this is the game where it where they take their toll. So I'm actually going to lay the points and lock up Iowa. Woo! You Let's know what? I'll join you. I'll join you. I'll join Do you. Do it. It's the Hawkeyes, buddy. Cade McNamara. They got a, they got Broadway Joe back there. Throwing those touchdown passes. Patty C., what are you doing in Ames? You guys are absolutely silly. Lock okay. up the under. Lock uh, up the under regardless. Lock up the under. Yes, I agree with that. You're, you're, you're smart about that. Even though 36, is that the number? Yeah. Uh, that is no not, way. That's, whoa, whoa. that's like a thousand points in this game. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do I so, got to remind you? Do I got to remind you what the score was a season ago? 10 to 7. All right. 10 to 7. All right. <laughs> so, so they're expecting the score to be 20 to 16, essentially, which I think. Uh, no way. Impossible. You know, Impossible. Is reasonable, but. I think you take the under there. I think that's a smart move. Um, but no, Iowa State, despite everything, we ex- uh, and my, Matt Campbell showed once again he's a great coach. And Brian Ferentz showed once again that he'll struggle against even inferior competition. I'm rolling Iowa State to cover this. Wow. There we go. Maybe money line. Maybe money line and wow. Ames. Come on. Wow. Okay. Look, we got to speed this things up, man. We got 20, we got 24 minutes. Let's There's go. a lot of Let's games. Go. Texas AM's laying four. At Miami, Florida, there's tickets available all over this fucking stadium. People have been tweeting it out. No one's the A and M is going to have more fans there. That's why Road Rash Face is going to come into Bobby Petrino is going to come into Coral Gables. I'm laying the four. I feel pretty damn good about it. Uh, NC Nick, what are you doing here? We're seeing eye to eye lately because I feel the same way. This is the other three thirty game that I don't like. The home dog Taylor Van Dyme. How about Taylor Van Five and Seven? Tyler Van Dyme. Uh, yeah. Tyler, Taylor, Ty, whatever his name is, uh, lay the points. And then what? I'm going to do two back to back locks because I'm on Ooh. A&M here. You want to come as well or no? Am I riding solo? Uh, Saturday morning. I'll ride with you, Nick. Oh, okay, there you, you go. I'll take, I'll take A&M go. on the lock. We got a double lock. A&M minus four. Miami hasn't proven anything. They did win the Battle of Miami. Yes, and, and AM only beat New Mexico, but uh, still, AM the better team here. UTEP is heading into to Ryan Field in Evanston, Illinois, as a favorite at a Big Ten school. The Miners, tink, 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 tink. Uh, laying one and a half. Sign me up. I'm not buying this Northwestern nonsense. Give me Dana Dimble. This is going to save his career. This is going to save his job. It's going to be a buy game. UTEP's going to make like $1.5 million and they're going to go up there and beat them. NC Nick, what are you doing here with your boys? Here's where I jump back on a home dog and uh, differ from you. I'm actually going to go Northwestern. I know I'm the UTEP fan, but dude, they're not very good. They're really not. <laughs> and 
Northwestern's at home, and they, maybe they feel slighted since they are a dog. Give me Northwestern. Patty? No, 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 no. This is where I'm going a strictly uh, karmic vibe here. Northwestern deserves all the bad vibes. I'm going (laughs) UTEP here. All right, we got to speed this one up. UNLV got slapped by Rutgers. UNLV is getting 37 at Michigan. I am taking the 37. Patty? I'm laying the 37. Nick? I'm laying it. Uh, I want to touch base on this. I'm actually intrigued by this game. Southern Illinois is catching three and a half. At Northern Illinois, this is a classic game. They've been playing this one for a long time. And uh, believe it or not, the Salukis won the last time they played. Three and a half. Give me the Salukis, Nick. Lay the three and a half. Go uh, Huskies. Huskies. Oh, Patty, what are you doing here? Come on, baby. We're rolling Huskies. I like the uh, the, the regional, rivalry or regional matchup, but got to go with Tommy Hammock. Texas State, G.J. Kinney. He's facing his high school head coach in Jeff Trailer. Yes, GJ Kenny played high school ball for Jeff Trailer, who's now the head coach Texas at UTSA. Is so fucking weird. Yeah. So Texas State at UTSA. Texas State's catching 13 and a half. UTSA coming off the loss to Houston. But I still take the 13 and a half. Nick, what are you doing here? I'm buying in. GJ Kenny, I think, is a great hire. I mean, you know, I think he his personality is gonna resonate with with young, you know, recruits. I mean, he's got swag or drip or whatever the kids are saying these days. So uh I'm buying in. I'll, I'll, I'll take the points. Patty? Does he have does he have take it. does he have drip or shit or whatever that NC Nick was saying? <laughs> he's got all the drip. He's the he's the Riz Riz Rizzler, Adolf Rizzler. Uh look, uh <laughs> Are they not the same dude? Are they not the same guy who's just taking Texas talent and a, a uh, high tech offense and making it work? They're the same guy. And and GJ Kenny's the newer version. Give me Kenny. Ole Miss travels to New New Orleans. This is an old SEC rivalry, man. This game, this game here goes back to 1893. All right, 1893. This is the game of the week. I, I, the, dude, by far the best game of the week. No, it's not. But Tulane's winning this outright. Tulane's a seven and a half point dog. Tulane's the better team. I was super impressed with the Green Wave last week. They get it done at home. What's a better game? What's a better game? At, than this? Uh, Colorado, Nebraska, Alabama, Texas. I can go okay. Iowa, Iowa State. Alabama, um, Texas. Get the NC, fuck NC out State of here. Notre Dame. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> that's a decent. But game. but we don't have the time to yeah. uh, debate that right now. Nick, what are you doing yeah, in this in go. this game? You know, as soon as this went over a touchdown, because it started off at six, I think I'm gonna flip to Tulane here and take. This is a money line play. This is a money line yeah. play. Tulane is winning this game at home. They haven't I don't beaten know, Ole Miss I was since like '89. Yeah, I, I mentioned a couple a couple of previews that that I do have Ole Miss winning this game. I was saying that in the summer. I'm not gonna change it just because of one game, even though Tulane looked really damn good. Uh, but I will take the point. Patty C, what are you doing? Ole Miss, that number three uh, offense in the country. I guess you got to be wary of that. But still, at home, Tulane, they're going to get it done. Money line it. I'm with you. Sprinkle it. Lock it. Ooh, Patty C. Patty C saying. It's easy to see a tide turn. All right. The handsomest man in college football. Fumachicon, the handsomest man in college football, according to Patty C. Uh, The UMass (laughs) Minutemen, Northeast football is back as they host the Miami, Ohio Redhawks at the McGurk this Saturday. UMass is catching seven. I watched that Miami, Miami, Ohio offense a week ago. I'm not buying into Brett Gabbard and his trash talk. 
UMass and Don Brown win their second game of the season. Right on the money line. Patty C, what are you doing here? I'm with you all the way. Nick? Home dog it up. Miami of Ohio. I mean, they play close games. Of their five FBS wins last year, only one was by more than six points. All right, moving Good along. Evening. Marshall is heading into Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> ah. What is this line? Uh, Marshall's laying three. They barely beat Poffenberger. They need a little luck to take down Poff. Now, this is insulting. East Carolina money line play. Nick, what are you doing here? This game's in Greensville. Greenville. It is. Yeah. Greenville. Greenville. You know, ECU actually stacked up pretty good against the Michigan run game. Only gave up 122 yards on the ground, less than four yards per carry. If Marshall can't run, they're in trouble. I'm, this is a game where I think I had Marshall winning Lock in the it summer. Up. I want to switch on that. Yes. Give me ECU plus a point. Because when you're at East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach at East Carolina. You don't come to East Carolina. You don't play at East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. Patty C., what are you doing here? Obviously, with three points, the money line isn't too bold of a play, but I think you got to consider it. Either way, three is too many. It's a 50-50 game. Kent State's catching 38 at Arkansas. Faded. Arkansas minus 38. Next. Nick, what are you doing here? All day long. Patty. Done. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tulsa's catching 34 at Washington. I'm going to lay the 34. Tulsa looked, I thought, pretty shaky in the week one matchup despite their blowout. Uh, Patty, what are you doing? I don't know how you figure that, but still, Washington looks City, I'm good. I'm, I watched it. I'm going to lay yeah. the 34. Okay. All right. When your starting quarterback, Braxton, uh, Braylon Braxton, goes one for four for nine yards and two interceptions, that's not very good. So I don't know if he's going to start or not. Probably not, but I'm going to lay the points. Yes. I didn't watch it, so uh, so you, maybe you guys are right. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with you guys. Appalachian State's catching 18 and a half. They lead the all-time Come series. On. They lead the all-time series against North Carolina. I mean, this is a game that goes back to 1940. Give me the Mountaineers plus the points here. 18 and a half is too many points. Sprinkle some on the money line because we know North Carolina. They somehow always lose to Georgia Tech every year. This, I mean, App State lo- barely lost a year ago. I, I get it. Ryan Berger's injured. The the backup quarterback's in. Who cares? Give me App State, little brother in the points. Patty C., what are you doing here? Uh, I got to disagree with you. App State is uh, starting to raise my eyebrows. Meanwhile, North Carolina looked pretty damn good against South Carolina. Uh, give me the Tar Heels. Woo, Nick? Uh, it should be noted that backup quarterback Joey Aguilar probably looked better than Berger, so I'm not too scared of that. There's no way I'd take the 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 Tar Heels and lay the points here, so give me App State. You, you know they just kind of put it on a better team in South Carolina. Than still, they, they, they always State. do that. They beat like Clemson, and then the next week they'll lose to Georgia Tech. It's Fair. it's principal. Yeah. I, yeah. I got principalities over here, Patty C. <laughs> UAB is catching Trenton Dilfer's catching seven at Georgia Southern. Now UAB won this matchup their first ever time they played each other a year ago. Now they got to go to Statesboro. That was in Penetrope Stadium last year. Now they got to go to Statesboro. Georgia Southern's laying seven. I went back and forth on this game. Give me the seven and Trent Dilfer. Nick, what are you doing here? Same here, but I ended up laying the points just because I think UAB has more question marks. I I know more about what Georgia Southern is, and they're at home, so I laid the touchdown. Patty? Look, Georgia Southern impressed me in week one, uh, dominating the shit out of the Citadel. 
Meanwhile, uh, look, uh, it wasn't that impressive for UAB. Week one, what did they do? Uh, bah, bah, bah. Don't worry about 35 it. 35 to 6 against <laughs> North Carolina A&T. I am on uh, Georgia Southern. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Ohio heading to Florida Atlantic Boca Raton. FAU's laying three and a half. I'm on FAU to get it done. Although Nathan Rourke is playing in this game. Nick, what are you doing here? Agreed. I'm going to lock up FAU. The line dropped two points because of Rourke's injury update that he will play. I don't know if he's 100% healthy. I like FAU, Casey Thompson. NC Nick, lagging it up. Patty, see what are you doing here? I'm on uh, Tom Herman. I'm rolling with you. I think he's a good coach. I think they get it done. Louisiana, Old Dominion, never played before, but yet they've been in the same conference for a couple years now. ODU's catching six and a half at home in Norfolk at SB Ballard Stadium. I like them as a home dog. Let's go. I was not impressed with... I was actually a little bit more impressed with ODU than I was Louisiana last week, so I'll, I'll take them as a home dog. Patty? The game's where? SB, uh, SB Ballard, yeah. No, I'm on Louisiana. I'm on Louisiana. Nick? Give me the case. I like ODU. That, that, that was a six-point game at the end of the third quarter with uh, Virginia Tech. Give me the points. SMU is heading to Norman, Oklahoma, where SMU is getting 16 points. Man, I'll take the points. I, I Look, Oklahoma beat the hell out of Arkansas State, but Arkansas State's not a good football team. I, I have them rated 132nd out of 133 teams. SMU, you want to play with the big boys? Here's your chance. Cover the 16. Nick, what are you doing here? Tough one, but I'm laying it. Oklahoma pulls away in the second half. All righty, Patty. Oklahoma is going to destroy SMU. Oklahoma looks so damn good. Their athletic linebackers so big and athletic. They're a different breed. <laughs> Let's go. Cincinnati. Oklahoma looks great to me. Cincinnati is, is getting seven points. At the whatever the acupuncture stadium, whatever the hell they're calling it now. Uh, I'm all over Cincy plus seven against Pitt. Nick? I agree. Too many points. I think Pitt wins, but they they win by a touchdown or fewer. So uh, give me the points. Patty C? Cincinnati, the number 17 offense. Pitt, the number six defense. It's going to be a, a, a great battle, but I do think it's too many points. I think Cincinnati wins on the money line. Give me the Bearcats. Ooh. Oregon is catching... Or laying seven at Texas Tech. Wrong team favored. Texas Tech wins on the money line against the Oregon Ducks. NC Nick, what are you doing here? Here's one of the home dogs that I like. Situationally speaking, Texas Tech wins it. I agree. Patty C? You guys are fucking idiots. Uh, Oregon and lock it up. <laughs> they scored 81 points last week. Who cares? Uh, it doesn't matter against... Portland State or something. You're taking too much stock into that thing. You're taking way too much stock in that. But I'll tell you, if you really want to go there. Block battle. Picked on D on one side. Patty C on the other. All right. Moving along. about damn time. Moving along. Houston's taking on Rice. Rice is getting 10 points. I will also... Lock up the Rice Owls plus 10 points. I think they're a live dog. Who's coming with? I'm on Rice. I'm not going to lock it up. This was a touchdown game at Houston last year, so I, I like Rice in the points. Patty? Well, Houston played a hell of a lot better last week. Don't you think there is maybe a different team? What they do? Uh, I was on uh, Houston uh, last 17, week. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm on Houston. All right. Texas heading into Alabama. 
Alabama's laying seven points. Obviously, you know the history of this game. All right. These teams claim national championships every other year and they get mad at UCF for claiming national championships. But, uh, you know, this was a game last is one of the best games of the season last year. Alabama's laying seven. I'm, I'm locking up Nick Saban to get a little revenge as you know, they probably should have lost last year. Quinn Ewers on the road. Still a little shaky to me. I think they get it done. I'll lay the seven. Patty C. What are you doing here? I'm all over Alabama. I think they're on a different level. And I think uh, you're right. The road environment is going to be tough for Texas to handle. Nick? You guys, you got, this is a classic overreaction. I'm on Texas. Give me the points Ooh. and lock battle. <laughs> wow. You're crazy. Wait, who, did this is a ball game. Kobe, you locked it? I locked it. I locked up Alabama. I think they're going to put it on them. I don't think Texas is that impressive. But if we must, NC Nick on the side of the Texas Longhorns pick Dundee on the side of the Alabama Crimson Tide. UCF. I want your opinion on Jalen Milrow. He did pretty well. He He is the most athletic quarterback that they have ever had. Ever. Wow. Even more so than Bryce Young. He's a damn fucking running back. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. And that that, that goes good for me, I think. Uh, UCF is heading to the Smurf turf to take on Boise State. Boise State's only lost 11 games there over the past 20 Three seasons. There's no way I'm taking UCF. Give me Boise State plus three and a half. I'll ride that Smurf turf action all day. Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, did we watch the same two teams last week? UCF, one of the top two or three Kent offenses State. in the nation. Boise State got destroyed by Washington. I'm on I'm on UCF. NC Nick, Patty what are you doing? C, here? What you just what you just said makes me like Boise State that much better. Give me the home dog. Why? What about that? The, the because it's a complete, favorite. complete overreaction. Boise State was playing a bad matchup on the road at Washington. UCF was playing the maybe the worst team in all of FBS. And I think John Q. Public maybe watched those two games too. So they think that, oh, UCF, easy. No, it's never yeah, easy. John Q. Public watched <laughs> Boise State get fucking destroyed by a good offense. And UCF, being a good offense, destroyed a worse team. John Q. Public says, I think the same thing will happen next week. (laughs) Ric Flair. Uh, Look, uh, UCLA is heading into the snapper where nobody gets a dub. All right. To take out San Diego State. UCLA is laying 14 and a half. I actually think you lay it. And I think we should consider locking this up because San Diego State almost lost to Idaho State. Patty C., what are you doing here with your boys down there in San Diego? Ah, this one's tough. I want I, my heart is so much with San Diego State, but I think you're right. I think you got to lean UC, uh, UCLA here. Nick, I took the points. I mean, you saw UCLA take a while to pull away from Coastal. I think San Diego State is just as good as Coastal, and they're at home, so give them the Aztecs. Eastern Michigan is catching twenty and a half. Don't disrespect me. They're a live dog in this game. They're a live dog. They won at Arizona State last year. They beat Purdue at Purdue. They beat Illinois at Illinois. They beat Rutgers. They're going. They're going on a award tour through all of the Big Ten. Anyone joining? I'll ride with you. The Greek pellet gun is not all that he was cracked up <laughs> cracked up to be. Let's go, <laughs> Eastern Michigan plus twenty and a half. Sprinkle that money line. Patty C, what are you doing in this one? 
Look, I don't know what made you so impressed with their 10-point win against the Howard uh, they were Bison. Up, they were up by right. like 30, though. That was like a 31 to nothing Eastern game. Michigan yeah. doesn't blow out anybody. Yeah. You never lay big points with Eastern Michigan. You take them as a big dog. And I, we did take That's Howard. Shout, like shout out to the Bison. Yeah. Points, although 10.5 points is not exactly a blowout, I'm taking uh, – I think you guys are right. Maybe you're right. Eastern Michigan, let's go. All right, they're honoring Mike Leach, friend of the program. Rest in peace to uh, Mike Leach at this very game in Pullman, Washington, uh, where there's talk that they might even have a pirate helmet going. So Wisconsin laying seven in Pullman against Washington State. I'm not fading my boy, Mike Leach. I'm with you. Wrong team favored. Wrong team favored. Washington State beats Wisconsin. Patty C, what are you doing Money here? Money lining? Yes. Money lining. Let's go. Yeah, they beat them last year in Madison. Now you're going to come up to Pullman where a power five hasn't came since 98? I don't think so. Air Force taking on Sam Houston State in Houston. Air Force is laying 14. Ridiculous. Give me Sam Houston State plus the 14 in Houston. This is at that uh, whatever that filthy stadium the Texans play at NRG Stadium. I don't know. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? You're still buying Sam Houston. Nope, I'm still on Air Force. Give me the Falcons to cover. Nick? I'm on Colby's side here. Give me the points. All right, Oklahoma State is laying two and a half (laughs) or three. Search around. Uh, In Tempe against Arizona State. What What am I missing here? I am locking up. I am locking up Oklahoma State in Tempe. That is an easy play. What are you doing here, NC Nick? You're probably right. I'm not going to lock it up. I'm definitely on the Cowboys, but they didn't look great. They still have maybe some quarterback issues to work out, but I'm on your side, but not locking it. Patty? Patty? I don't know. We lost Patty, but anyway, uh, NC Nick, what's that? You good? I said, keep keep moving, I said. Yeah, we're almost done with this. Stanford, USC, they've been playing this game for over 100 years. Classic rivalry. Perhaps the last time we'll see it. Yeah, I mean, they're getting 30. I love the over 69 and a half in this game. I also, I'll lock up the over. I'll lock up Stanford plus 30 points. (laughs) What are we doing here? Not locking, but give me the points. Lock it, man. They're covering it. Final game on the slate. I know we have some FCS games we missed, but we got to get out of here. Auburn heading to, to Berkeley to drop acid with those with those hippies in the in the mountains there. Uh, Auburn's laying seven, six and a half. Search around Cal. I think Cal's pretty good. They're in the ACC now. All of a sudden, they got Sam life. Jackson game time decision, but they got a pretty good backup. The Finley transfer from NC State. I'll, I'll take another home dog. Wait, I mean, I, you gotta love Sam Sam Jackson. A healthy Sam Jackson back. Yes, they deserve to die. I hope they burn in hell. They get it done. They get it done you, against against the Auburn. Look, SEC when they come west, they normally lose. That's just the facts. All right, with the with the exception of Arizona, Mississippi State. Look at the history. Florida just lost at Utah. LSU lost at UCLA. You can go on and on and on about this trend. Tennessee uh, losing at Oregon at Cal. Ole Miss losing at Cal. Mississippi State losing at Oregon. You can go on and on and on. This is this is what happens. So, give me the Cal. Golden Bears. Patty C, are you with us? I'm on Cal all day, baby. There we go. Folks, you, that, you missed the game. Southern Miss at Florida State minus 30 and a half. Give me the points on Southern Miss. Oh, I'm with the points, yeah, I'm too. with you guys. Let down spot. I'm with you guys. Yeah, take the points there. Sorry, I did miss a game. Folks, I'll be back Saturday morning to pick every single game, and me and NC Nick will be available for a DFS show tomorrow. So we'll go through some of those FCS games. Subscribe to the college football experience. We are available wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, So 
you know, get over there, get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Also, we are on YouTube at youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast as they break down all 32 NFL teams and every single NFL game until next time, folks, this is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.